Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend. I'm Jason Godby here with part three of our No Rest for the Fest coverage of the Tribeca Film Festival. We have a lot more red carpet coverage coming at you. But first, here's some lovely ad reads from our very own Emmeline Pryor. No Rest for the Weekend's coverage of the Tribeca Film Festival is sponsored by New York Women in Film and Television. NYWIFT congratulates its 15 members with films at Tribeca 2023. NYWIFT.org. Black Magic Design, the world's highest quality products for the feature film, post and broadcast industries. Blackmagicdesign.com. And by JMR Rentals, professional, digital, cinema and broadcast equipment rentals in Brooklyn, New York. JMRNY.com. There were so many great projects at Tribeca this year, it was tough to choose which ones to cover, but we got some special ones for you today. So the first up is Choir. It's a new documentary series about the Detroit Youth Choir that's coming soon to Disney+. Plus. We caught up with the series director, Rudy Valdez, and the artistic director of the Detroit Youth Choir, Anthony White. Unlike most of my project, this was actually brought to me and somebody came to me and said, we have access to the Detroit Youth Choir. And, you know, the funny thing is, before they finished that sentence, I might have said yes. But, you know, I tried to play it cool. Uh, and they're like, you know, I'll see if I can do it. But the opportunity to go into uh, Detroit, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Michigan, so I have a very strong affinity for Detroit. And I wanted to go in and tell that sort of other version of what it means to come from Detroit. And so I could not jump on this project fast enough. I, and to top it off, being able to tell the story of Anthony White, uh, the amazing director of the DYC and these amazing kids. I mean, it was beauty from, from beginning to end, truly, truly. And so was this all pre-pandemic that you guys filmed this? Can you tell, talk a little bit about the uh, filmmaking of it? I wish it was all pre-pandemic. It was started pre-pandemic, and then as soon as we started, we were sort of always riding that pandemic wave throughout this process. So, you know, uh, one of the things in, that you see in the footage are masks every now and then because there were spikes and there were lulls and there were things. And when we finished, uh, we were, I guess, towards the tail end of the pandemic, so you see a lot less masks. But... You know, I, I just tried to embrace all of that because it was it was just a, a fact of our times, and it's and people are going to watch it and say, oh, I know exactly when that was. So it was tough for us as a crew because obviously, you know, we're getting tested constantly. I can't tell you how many times a week I was tested wearing masks, and and I think the most difficult part is the only thing that I can say I I, I have that that I know is a benefit for me when it comes to being a filmmaker is I have a trustworthy face and. Um, so for so long, I had to do most of it like this. And so I'm like, my secret weapon is gone. So I had to uh, try and make up for that with uh, not just seeing my crazy eyes. I had, they had to see my face. So that was a difficult part of, of, of making this during the pandemic. And tell me a bit about the journey of, and what happens in the show. So the journey is amazing. I don't want to give too many spoiler alerts because we, were, we came to the show to sort of show the aftermath of what it meant post-AGT, to show that you know they're more than just this, uh, this 
the show, they are uh, an organization that has for over 20, 23 years now been providing this amazing outlet for kids in the city of Detroit, not just to be singers and performers, but to hone themselves as young citizens, citizens and ambassadors of Detroit. I mean, they have something like 100% high school graduation rate. Their college placement rate is in the high 90s. I mean, they're doing so much more than just creating performers. And I wanted to show the deeper level of that and, and what that meant and how they do something like AGT and then come back and immediately get back right into the roots of why they existed in the first place. So what do you want audiences to get out of this? What do you expect today seeing it with an audience? I can't wait for the audiences to meet the DYC because again I think so many people know them from America's Got Talent and they see obviously they're talented kids but they're multi-dimensional they're nuanced and their lives are beautiful and I think that so often when when talking about an organization like this from Detroit there's always this little asterisk next to it there's always this they're 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 talented but look they come from Detroit and woe is me and it's like I like to get rid of that asterisk and say they are just great they can be great because they're great so first of all, Anthony, how does it feel to have landed here at Tribeca? It's truly a great opportunity to to be here. I mean, look, man, this is Tribeca. Who would who would ever thought the Detroit Youth Choir would be here? And also with Disney and Blumhouse, come on. And Imagine, come on. I mean, this is going to be a phenomenal show. And I want everybody to just dive into what the Detroit Youth Choir is all about. Hard work and perseverance. So can you give me some history and tell me like the story of the choir? For Well, first of all, um, I took over the organization uh, back in 1999-2000. Uh, and from then on, we've been so successful. Uh, I kind of use my own style of directing because I'm, I'm a crazy director, uh, as they will see in the docuseries. But uh, the kids get it because they know that it's genuine. And ever since... Uh, the year 2000 to now, we've been ripping it up. We've been killing it. But it, it took it took one man to really see us, which was Terry Crews. And he put us on the national stage, along with Simon Kyle as well, and the judges. They put us on a, a national stage where we were seen. And, it, and, you know, it only takes one person to really see you. So I'm glad I'm here. Can you take me through the story? Like, where does the story pick up with you guys? And, and how, where does it see you through? Well, the story of the Detroit Youth Choir, um, it, uh, it begins, of course, in a, in a small uh, rehearsal space in, in Marygrove College, Detroit. Uh, big shout out to the Marygrove Conservancy. And um, it follows us through um, our plight uh, our plight to do uh, the sing at Carnegie Hall. And I think Carnegie, Carnegie Hall is the biggest climax. <laughs> so um, I can't give it all away though, but that's kind of where the story is. Like, you know, they wanted, uh, we, we're gonna show the, um, the intense uh, auditions and the intense rehearsals leading up to Carnegie Hall. And I believe there are some other things and hopefully we'll be back for a second season. Seeing it with audience here, uh, when it when it comes out on Disney Plus, like, what do you want audiences to get out of it? How do you, how do you see the impact of it? Well, I want the audience to just remember what you see here. You're going to see a group of young Detroit and Metro Detroit students um, become engulfed in my directorial uh, 
pursuit to make them the best, the best young people in America. And I believe that our young people is ready for it. You know, they're ready for this big stage. I, I mean, you know, I thought AGT was the biggest stage, but quite naturally, I believe Tribeca is a big, is a huge stage for them to be seen. And I love, I love our kids with all my heart and our wonderful staff as well. We have a great staff. Um, I can't do it all by myself. What was the biggest sort of uh, impact on you that it had personally? I mean, the biggest impact that this story had on me, uh, that this choir has on me, uh, is, is just my passion. I mean, if you would have seen us years ago rehearsing in a dirty basement, um, you wouldn't believe that we'll be here in New York at Tribeca. So the impact is mental and is also physical on me. I mean, you can see my hair is gray. <laughs> but I'm still a young man still. I just turned 44 yesterday, you know. But, yeah, these kids are tremendous. I love them. I love our staff. Our staff works with these kids every day of the week. And we wouldn't be able to do it without them. Thanks, man. And happy birthday to Thank you. you. Next up, we enter the world of crime with a new indie feature starring Kit Harrington and Josh Lucas. We caught up with stars Amber Mason, Nora Zahetner, director Rod Blockhurst, and producer Noah Lang on the red carpet for Blood and Dust. Amber, you've arrived at Tribeca. What does it feel like? It's really incredible and surreal to be in New York here at Tribeca. I'm from Montana, a very small town, and it's quite intoxicating to be with so many people. Tell us about your character. Tell us about the role. My character um, is a very pivotal part for the main character, and they're having an affair, and it's the point of the affair where it's either got to be done, they're either, it's like at the crux. They're either going to keep going or they're not. So it's a very pivotal moment in the story where they have to just make a decision. What's the film about in, in general, just to give some, give us some background? It's like a crime thriller with drug running as kind of a, a basis of it. And uh, are you involved in the crime or? I'm not, I'm just the side, like, I'm kind of like the moral, the moral um, pendulum. Are you excited about seeing it here tonight? Is this your first time seeing it with people? It is, it'll be the first time I've seen the movie. How do you feel about that? It's always, anticipation you never know you know you don't know how they're gonna edit it how they're gonna cut it you know if all of your scenes made it or if they didn't so it's interesting first of all red carpet Tribeca Film Festival how does it feel great I'm so excited to be here and and to see the movie I haven't seen the movie <laughs> so is there any anticipation butterflies about that yeah I hate watching myself it's like my idea of how I hate it. So I'm terrified to watch it in a 900 seat theater. Tell us about your character. I play Amy. Um, she is married to Cliff and I kind of feel like everything he does in the movie is, you know, for her and, and their child and she's strong and um, just having a hard time but doing her best to keep it together. What do you want people to take away from this movie? Uh, the inequality in America, how hard it is for people, how unfair it is, unjust, maybe give people like a bit of a break for, I, I mean, sometimes you make a wrong decision for the right reasons. If you weren't a working actor, would you result to a, a life of crime? Who says I don't already? 
out there. Gotta buy pretty dresses and, you know. I mean, I didn't buy this, but nonetheless. Is there any uh, parting words that you want to leave audiences with that might want to see this picture? Go see the movie, <laughs> please. Back in 2015, I had a film premiere here, it's called Here Alone. It's the only uh, midnight film to ever win the Audience Award here at the Tri Tribeca Film Festival. We vowed after that experience that we would bring our next film back to Tribeca. Tribeca took a chance on us and it only felt right that when the time came and we could show them our love that we would do so in return. So being here tonight, being here with this film, it's personal but it, and it feels fantastic. How do you want this film to affect audiences? Blood for Dust is a crime thriller involving situations that most normal people are never going to find themselves in. But inside of these devices are these metaphorical moments about life and choice and morality and, and right and wrong and family. And I hope that anybody watching this film wonders what they would do in a situation like this. Well, how does it feel to have, have arrived at Tribeca? It feels fantastic. I mean, this venue is gorgeous. I've been to premieres here before, but I wasn't. Um, it wasn't my film, so it feels pretty remarkable to be um, to be looking, you know, looking out over this huge crowd and knowing that we get to show this movie to a, to premiere this movie right now. It's um, it's honestly, it's kind of overwhelming in a great way. What's the movie about, and what impact you want to have it have on audience? I, what I keep kind of coming back to is that the movie is ultimately about the theme of class and how there's two sets of rules in society, one for the rich and one for the poor. And um, this is a movie that interrogates that, but in a in a genre trapping. And it's also about a, a man who's trapped by circumstances and is trying desperately to get out of them. And I think that people can really relate to that feeling of being overwhelmed right now so and then I, I hope that all translates and I hope they have a good time because it's a gorgeous movie I'm looking at our composer right now and he wrote one of the most beautiful scores that I think holds up against any score you're gonna hear in a movie so I couldn't be more excited this next film puts a feminine twist on the mob subgenre fresh kills is a new feature that takes a look at the lives of the women in the mafia We'll hear from stars Charlie Reyna, Taylor Madeline Hand, Anastasia Lee, Nicole Inger, special guest Kathy Najimy, star Emily Bader, and the director herself, Jennifer Esposito. First of all, how does it feel to be here at Tribeca? I mean, this is my first experience in anything like this, and I'm, I'm so, like, grateful, and this is just very cool. First time on the red carpet and not, it's it's a crazy experience. So tell us about your character. So young Allie, he's he's a, a young boy and he likes magic and he sometimes likes to get into a little trouble. Is this your first time seeing it? Um, yeah, this is my first time seeing it. So I heard it's really good so far, so I'm very excited. Uh, nervous? Um, not really, because I know it's, I know it's going to be good. How does it feel to be here at Tribeca? Very awesome experience. I'm very excited to be here. It feels really, really good. It's, it's very fancy and I love it. <laughs> is this your first sort of red carpet uh, experience? It is. Uh, for me, I went to a film festival in France, so it's not my first one. Tell me about uh, who you play in the film. So I play a younger version of one of the sisters in the movie, and I think my character is very outgoing and a little tomboyish. 
Um, my character, I, I play the um, sibling of, ta of, <laughs> of Taylor, and um, my character is very quiet but notices things. Uh, is this your first time seeing it with an audience? It's actually my first time seeing it at all. Nervous? What's the anticipation? I'm definitely nervous, but I'm very excited to see how it turned out. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm proud of the work that we did. Are you guys even old enough to see this movie? Um, if I wasn't in the movie, my mom probably wouldn't allow it, but I'm in it, so, you know. Um, I'm turning, uh, it's 13 plus, I'm turning 13 in a month, so kind of. All right, you guys have a great night. Take care. So, Nicole, red carpet of Tribeca, how is this? Uh, this is amazing. I'm on cloud nine right now. Give me a little bit of uh, the film and tell me about uh, your character. Fresh Kills is a mob drama, mainly focused on the women within the mobs um, in New York. And it really is a tale of female stories, which is absolutely fantastic and doesn't happen very often. So I'm really excited to be here. So you're getting uh, directed by Jennifer Esposito and starring with her. What is that experience like? It's been uh, like unreal. I can't even believe it myself. She's just so amazing. I can't get enough of her. Like being on set with her has been so much of a learning experience and uh, just such an honor to be a part of this amazing experience with her. Was it ever intimidating? I mean, it sounds like actor fantasy camp. <laughs> yeah. Was it ever intimidating? No, not I. I know. I thought it would be, but she is like one of the chillest, most down-to-earth people that you've ever met. It honestly felt like I was with like a big sister. You're here now. You're about to see this with an audience. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? And and what do you what do you want to give the audience? Like, what do you want the impact to be? I'm excited. I think I should be nervous, but I'm not. Like, I am super confident that it's just going to blow my mind the minute that it starts. Um, I just hope that everyone really appreciates the depth of the story and that um, how much work Jen put into making this happen. Talk to me about the experience of this movie. This is uh, one of the greatest movies I've seen. I am so proud of Jennifer Esposito. She thought of it. She knew that there was a story missing. She wrote the story. She started the story and she directed and produced it. How does it feel to be here at Tribeca? It feels great. I was just here a couple weeks ago for another friend in a, in a film. Tribeca puts on a, a, a good gig, a good party, yeah. And I know that writer's strike is happening right now, but do you have anything uh, in the hopper ready to come out? It's a secret. No, King of the Hill is back. Best, uh, One of the best projects I've ever been a part of. Did it for 13 years, and now it's back, and I couldn't be happier. Great writing, great cast, great producers, and I'm a complainer. So this is good. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Emily, I gotta ask you, red carpet of Tribeca with this movie, what does that feel like? Uh, unreal, like I'm dreaming. I think I'll figure it out tomorrow that I'm actually here, that this has happened. I've never done anything like this in my entire life. And for it to be with this film, I think that's the most special thing because I, we put our heart and soul into this, so there's nothing better. Can you talk a little bit about the film and kind of a little bit about your character? This film is basically about a kind of classic late 1980s, 1990 family, Italian-American family from Staten Island, who is very likely affiliated with organized crime. But unlike the classic 
crime mob genre that you've seen before where it revolves around, you know, the smoking table of men, we're basically taking the camera and pointing it in the direction of the women that live behind the scenes. So I play Rose, who is the youngest daughter of the two daughters in the family, and she is in a dilemma emotionally because she loves her family, but she doesn't feel like what has been allotted for her in this life is what she wants. So figuring out how to leave is scary. You're the Michael Corleone kind of. Yes, you could say that. What's the experience like working with Jennifer Esposito, uh, working on this film? She's amazing. I mean, it's so impressive to me. I mean, first time director, I don't know how it's possible. She works in such a way that makes everyone so comfortable. She drives a set with passion. There's never been any pressure. It's always been compassionate. And she really, I mean, without her help, I don't think I would have been able to do this. So here tonight, seeing it with an audience, how do you want the film to impact people? What do you want people to walk away with? That's such a good question. I personally, with my character Rose, I could connect to her in so many ways. I think that it's really scary being put in a box, especially as a young woman. And I think still so many women are put in boxes. And what's even harder is breaking out of that box. And it's not always the safest thing to do even when you have the bravery to do it. So I hope that people can like see this like art, this thing we've made and appreciate it for the pain and trauma that these women are going through that maybe people can relate to personally. What are your hopes for the film? I hope as many people see it as possible. I think that this film is something that nobody's ever seen before. And I think a lot of people should see it because it's telling a very big message and painting this beautiful picture. I think it would do the world some good. So I hope that, you know, as many people see it as can happen. <laughs> Thank you so much. First off, directorial debut and you're here at Tribeca. What does that feel like? It feels incredible, especially after the journey of this film. It really feels incredible. Can you talk a little bit about like how you came to was this your project? Did somebody bring it to you? Mine. This was this was something I've I've thought about since I was a kid. And uh, through the years of my career I pitched it around and people were like, Great <laughs> you know. Every actor has a story and a script and um, it was relentless in my head. It was something that would not let me put it down and I, I had to do it. And I, I just got tired of the roles that I was seeing for myself and it was like how much can you complain do something about it so I did so with this film I mean you know it's not like we haven't seen a mafia movie before um, what are you guys bringing new to the genre we're seeing the females we're seeing the women's perspective of this beloved drama that a genre that we've never seen before we've never seen the young women in this world never or are you afraid of like perpetuating any stereotypes or anything like Absolutely. Being Italian-American and, and absolutely, it's very, it's very upsetting to like that's the only thing that they know us for is being in the Mafia. However, however, we've never seen the women properly. So before I say, okay, let's now show other parts, let's see those women that we haven't really seen before. What do you want people to take away from this movie? With any and all art, everyone taking away what they feel and what they get, that's the beauty of, of, of art. You're able to take away and say, you know, 
I see this and I see that and hopefully strike up a conversation. And we learn about each other through, through film and through art and, and that's to me what, it, what it's supposed to be. And that's all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more of our content and more film festival coverage, visit our website, norestfortheweekendpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, youtube.com slash getbehindtherabbit. I'd like to thank everyone who came out to chat with us at Tribeca. And, of course, a big shout-out and thanks to our sponsors, New York Women in Film and Television, Black Magic Design, and JMR Rentals. For Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.